is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Today the message is entitled, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. I will start from Acts of Apostles chapter number 9 and verses number 1 to 7. Acts chapter 9 verses 1 to 7. I am Jesus. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of the Damascus, of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, any of the believers, the followers of Christ, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem to come and face trials and persecutions and they will be charged under the charge called heresy for preaching false doctrines and misleading. So that was the apostles Paul's assignment. Now I translate that into a prophecy and see whether this prophecy will make sense to you. Number one prophecy. Anyone who is angry anywhere Breathing evil for the church and for your family. I stand and I declare that their trials, their attempts to scatter us has already failed. Yeah. Can I prophesy again? Yeah. Prophecy number two. Anybody who is going for letters from the principalities or permission or permit to harass why? Because they have harassed many people in your house. So they now want to go for permission, legislation to harass you. Today on the altar, we scatter their permit and we tear them into pieces. Am I helping somebody here? Can you pray this prayer? Say, in the name of Jesus. Anybody hiding anywhere? Who is against my progress? Who is threatening? going for permit legislation to harass to manipulate in the name of Jesus they are scattered they are scattered they will not see success on this altar and they cry and I cry against them they will fail failure is their portion can you say it again failure is their portion Let's continue verse number three as he journeyed he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven a light shone around him from heaven verse four then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and he said who are you then the Lord said, I am Jesus. And that's my title message, sermon. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. King James says, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Verse number seven. No, verse number six. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Verse 7. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. I am Jesus. Simply means, I am alive. I have risen. I rose from the dead. I am not in the grave. I am Jesus. Here are five things. Everyone who associates with the resurrection. These are five things that will happen to you. Must happen to you. By revelation. By prophecy. And by biblical teachings. Five things which must happen. If these things are not happening, 
get yourself ready and lift up your faith because you will experience these five things because Jesus says he is alive. Number one. Number one. Everyone who experiences the resurrection of Jesus Christ overcomes darkness. Everyone who believes and experiences the resurrection by receiving Jesus and allowing himself or herself to be baptized to be dipped into the water and to be raised again overcomes darkness. So the first thing that hit Apostle Paul formerly called Saul a light hitting from heaven a light hitting from heaven anytime you see light it means that darkness is about to flee now when you read bible you will notice that number one darkness represents occultic powers darkness represents satanic manipulations darkness represents the power of death and hell darkness represents witchcraft authority darkness represents control and domination now shoot to me in the first service notes quickly shoot me in the first service notes quickly number one darkness is death number two darkness represents the gates of hell number three darkness represents bondage Anytime you, you, can, you can feel that things are not moving despite efforts, there is darkness around the corner. Darkness is no progress in life. Darkness is where you can feel that a strange hand is manipulating. Something is responsible for the no-show. Hey, we have here in this church, we never tell all the stories because some of the stories are, are heartbreaking. Two weeks to her wedding. Two weeks to her wedding. Then the parents of the man sent a message to our member, our daughter, and said to them that the marriage was cancelled. And this was about three years ago till today. The marriage is cancelled. The lady is still single. Two weeks to wedding. Engagement had been done. Wedding cards had been distributed. They had to go around and withdraw all the wedding cards in this church. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, every power of darkness, flee. Forces of darkness. It, it's evil and wicked spiritual entities. Darkness is satanic domination and control. So therefore, God at creation, what he saw was darkness covering the face of the earth. And the earth was empty. It was void. And God said, this is not what I want. And God said, let there be light. And when light came, darkness fled. Anytime there is contention over your life, what you need is that the light must shine. I am Jesus. Clap your hands and say, let there be light. When I say, I am Jesus, clap your hands and say, let that be light. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. May light come into your life. May light shine into your darkness. Where there is satanic control, may the Lord overturn the counsel of the devil. Clap your hands and shout, let there be light. Number two, anyone who associates with resurrection... The word of God becomes alive in you. The word of God becomes alive in you. The word of God becomes alive in you. And there was a voice from heaven. There was a voice from heaven. And there was a voice from heaven. God spoke from heaven. Dead people don't talk. It's only people who are alive who talk. A certain woman was trying to win souls. And then went to this place full of intellectuals and aristocrats. Intelligent people and very rich and arrogant people. 
She was preaching to them, preaching this lady, preaching to them. He said, Jesus Christ is alive. He died and rose again. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. One of them raised their hand and said, Jesus is alive. Were you there when he, he got alive? Two. Were you there when he resurrected? You have been listening to these tales and lies about... She says, oh yes. I was not there when he resurrected. But I know he's alive. Because this morning he spoke to me. He said, this morning I was in my quiet time. And when I finished, the Lord spoke to me. It was the Lord who told me there is a gathering here. So I should come and preach to you. Jesus speaks. Dead people don't talk. It's only people who are alive who talk. There was a voice from heaven. Sometimes you come to church. And when you come to church, you are so depressed and you are so down. By the time you hear the word of God, you can see Jesus alive in the word. Oh, how many times have you not heard the resurrection message? But every time you hear, your faith is up. Your faith is lifted. The word. And there was a voice from heaven. As I was preparing this morning at dawn, my, my tears were in my eyes as, as I was looking at the authenticity and the proof. Who can convince me, my son, that Jesus is not alive? When I went to my father to tell my father, Papa, I have passed common trans, I need to go to secondary school. And then my father looked into my face and said, nobody goes to secondary school here. I got to my house and I said, Jesus, I have heard that you give people scholarship. I have never seen it before. Please give me scholarship. I started praying and fasting. One week, I was told that I had got scholarship and I went to school. You are telling me Jesus is not alive? When I say I am Jesus, clap your hands and shout he's alive. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. And there was light. Number two, there was a voice from heaven. Number three, you will experience this when you believe in the resurrection. Number three, the presence of the Lord is with you. Everyone who believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you will experience his closeness. You can experience that he is with you. Saul, so, Saul, so why are you persecuting me? Who is this one talking? I am Jesus whom you persecute. I am Jesus. So, Jesus, you mean you have not died and you are alive? Yes! I am alive. If I were dead, I would not be talking to you. And by the way, take note of my introduction. I am not saying that I was Jesus. I said, I am Jesus. And you know that in the book of Exodus, God had already described himself, I am that I am. And you have already heard Jesus say, I am the resurrection and the life. You heard Jesus Christ say, I am the bread that comes from heaven. You heard Jesus Christ says, I am the living water. Every day Jesus says, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. present continuous, forever, eternal. I am. I have no end. I have no beginning. I am and I am alive forevermore. I am Jesus. My presence is with you. My presence is with you. Number four. Anyone who experiences and believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you receive direction. The fourth one, you, you defeat anything that fights you. You overcome anything that fights you. You overcome anything that fights you. It is hard to kick against the pricks or the goats. G-O-A-D-S. Now, the prick or the goat, it's a kind of metal that animal rarest will use to discipline the most difficult and stubborn members of their flock. Two, they will use this one to fight other invading wild animals that attacked their flocks. And so, it is hard for you, so, to fight against God's protection. 
It's hard for you to resist God. Saul, you will not prosper in this venture. It is hard for you to kick against God's directions. You will not win this battle. So I want you to yield and surrender to me right now. I came here to let you know on Resurrection Sunday, anything that is fighting you is a loser. Any situation that is fighting you is a loser. Any human being that is fighting you is a loser. You didn't respond very well because I didn't address you properly. I am saying that any sickness that is fighting you, clap your hands. Anything that is fighting your marriage, clap your hands and say, you didn't hear me very well. Anything that is fighting your going to university to have a degree, clap your hands and say, it is an I'm telling you, in resurrection, you have the power to overcome every resistance. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I am unstoppable. Nobody can stop me from reaching the next level of my life. Yes! Anyone who is fighting your marriage is a loser. Anyone who is fighting the position you occupy now is a loser. Anyone who is fighting what you will become is a loser. It's hard to kick against the will of God. You will not succeed. I am Jesus. Number five. Anyone who has experienced resurrection, who believes in the resurrection, you receive directions. Directions. Lord, who are you? The voice said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It's hard to kick against the pricks and the goats. What would you want me to do? He says, arise and go to the city. And you will be told what to do. Arise and go to the city. And you'll be told what to do. When you experience resurrection, direction also comes into your life. Mistakes that you made before, you don't make those mistakes anymore. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. Clap your hands and say, I believe. I believe. And the mistakes you made before, in the spirit of resurrection, your life is not going to be directed. You will move and walk in the path of righteousness. Clap your hands and shout, I receive it. I didn't hear the young people here. Your father made mistakes. You will make those mistakes. Your grandmother made mistakes. You will not make mistakes. You will be told where to go and what to do in the city. Arise. Go to the city. You will be told what to do. That is the spirit of resurrection. When it is time for you to marry, you will never marry the wrong person because the Lord will show you where to go and the Lord will show you who to go. Clap your hands and shout, yes! As a matter of fact, I want to make some declaration right now on my altar. Can I stand on my altar? Can I make a declaration? Any wrong person in your life, I fire them out. Any stumbling block in your way, I fire it out. Kabori mi katani mi undari alabosaya. Paroni Mikaya. You will meet the right person. You will marry the right person. You will raise the family with the right person. Somebody who will push your ministry. Somebody who will encourage you. Somebody who will love you. Somebody who will love your children. Somebody who will love your family. Clap your hands and shout I receive it. Oh yeah. Though I walk. Somebody, they come for me. Please bless somebody. 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 They come for me
of his recovery. And I told him like something, your hair will grow again. Clap your hands and say, my hair will grow again. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I will not miss my providential way. I will walk in the will of God. I will walk in the counsel of God. In this resurrection, I receive power over darkness. I receive power against anything that is fighting me. In this resurrection, I receive light into my darkness. In this resurrection, I receive direction, 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 direction. steps I say he leaded me in the path of righteousness check you out and I place you in the will of God you will receive direction the fact that you failed the first time does not mean that you fail again the first time was only a lesson the next one you will see the glory of God six times would a calamity come but the seventh time the calamity shall not get near when the righteous man falls seven times, he will rise up again. The prodigal son said, I will arise and I will go to my father and then I will say, Father, I made mistakes, I talked to the wrong guys, I listened to the wrong counsel, but now I have seen light. you should not be afraid of ever in your life ever in your life three deities three persons three people they intimidate us they 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 they, they kill our faith and our confidence and make us feel wretched and failures and nothing but the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Shout on top of your verse like a crazy devil. You are a liar. Don't be afraid of people who are papa to know. But they succumb to the judgment of God be afraid of them. People who are proud and feel something as if they own it all, they have it all. But in the face of judgment, they are nothing. I see the hero spirit in them. The hero spirit is the spirit that makes them feel all powerful. The pharaoh spirit is the one that makes them feel like they are rulers of the world. One of the heralds was sitting on his throne and they were giving him worship. Hail Herod! Hail Herod! Then a light came from heaven, hit him. And then while his eyes were open, worms began to grow out of his body. And the man was sitting there and then he, he got paralyzed and he could not speak again. And, 
And they went and put him down there for three days. The worms were coming until he died. He could not stand the judgment of God upon all his pan. I don't know who, who has been making pan and, and intimidating you with their money and, and with what they have. Today, I bring all what they have to zero and to naught. And I declare on this altar that anyone who is making life miserable, tonight's communion is called communion for judgment. We will bring them before the altar and the light of our God will strike them. And if they must perish, it is not our fault. Don't fear. And the one who cannot survive in God's judgment, don't fear. Number two. Don't fear people who are empowered by the blood of the innocent. People, when they are killing innocent people, then they feel empowered. Those people are nothing. They are failures. The Jesus we serve does not drink blood. He gives his blood to be drunk. The Jesus that we serve laid down his life for people to exchange from the place of perishing and darkness into light. So therefore, anybody who drinks blood, like the Herod spirit, like the Pharaoh spirit, like the witchcraft spirit, like Apostle Saul, who had been filled with venom and wickedness and hatred, and he would go chasing them and binding them and beating them and harassing them and killing them, those people are nothing. When they come face to face with God, they become sober. Sober. I could imagine Saul on a high horse and bodyguards. Kukuru, 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 Damascus, here we come. Christians, here we come. And then the light hit him, pam. And from the top of his horse, he falls down, pam. And then he gets up. He said, come on, what is happening to me? And his eyes were blind. And then the Bible says, all oh, those who were with him stood speechless. He said, Saul, why are you doing what you are doing? Who are you? I am Jesus. <laughs> now get up. You go to the city. There is a man called there, Ananias. He will show you what to do blowing yourself unnecessarily because of your money because of your degrees because of your beauty because you are married please can't you read the bible can't you learn history don't you know that people came up feeling big and today they are nothing can't you see Don't be afraid and don't be moved by people who drink blood. Jesus doesn't drink blood. He gives his blood. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. Take it and drink it. Here is a third group of people you don't fear. Don't be afraid of people who don't have power over death. As a matter of fact, I don't even respect them. Mortal being. You have no power over death. You will die. You will go six feet. And you are so proud. You are so arrogant. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? The anointing of the Lord was so strong. People were picked from the arena, from the back. Just like that. No laying on of hands. The spirit of the Lord swept across this room. People were crying. The mighty men and all just were busy. Then I saw this small girl, maybe 14 years old. She was so powerful, you won't you straight away you should know that this girl, there is something that is controlling, dominating, manipulating, an excessive force. There is darkness. So I asked 
four of my strong mighty men to pick her out. She finished all of them. There was one which was brought to me here. And right in front of me, she goes like this. She was swallowing something. What was it swallowing? Blood. So I said, oh, blood. Put blood in my hand. I was using my water. I turned the water into the blood. So I said, put some blood in my hand. Then I hit her with the blood. I hit her with the blood. All oh, suddenly, I saw that the tongue went down. She was down on the floor. There was one of them. She was excessively violent. She was biting the mighty men. She beat one of my men. So, as for her, when she stood in front of me, I know most of them. Why? Because of my interaction with the first timers. In this church, there are old members and there are new members who join. And like any church, the new members who join, we have to work on them like we worked on the old members. We have to take them, uh, them through deliverance, through foundation school. We have to teach them the basics of the doctrines, tithes, sacrifices, worship, and so on, so that they will become like you. And we can never stop deliverance. Because as I talk to you right now, there are 20 new members who are in church today. We can't stop. We can't stop prayer because as I talk to you right now, there are 30 new people who are here who don't know week of the altar. They have heard and they'll be experiencing week of the altar for the first time come January. As I talk to you right now, there are new people here who don't know anything called tithes and offerings. So we have to teach them. A year today, after we have delivered those we deliver next Friday, next year all night, there'll be new people to deliver. So, so show me at any time in point the church must stop preaching prayer, miracles, power. Show me. You can't stop. The day you stop this, many people will perish. As a result of my interaction, believe me, believe me. Some of these girls who came here, you know what is happening to them? Number one, suddenly, their academic careers have been cut off. Even though you should learn the schools they attended. One of them attended one of the top, 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 top schools here. For two years, she's sitting at home. Her mates are going to level 300. Beautiful. Now, as a result of Mama Rita and I, our one-to-one -one with her, we decided that we'll put her back to school. We decided that we'll not even come for scholarship. So we signed a check and gave it to her. All she needed is English and math. Because of English and math, she's sitting down for two years. We said, go and register for the English and maths. Go back. We gave her money for the examination. Oh, Mama Rita and I, from our resources, we gave her 2,200 Ghana cities. 2,200 Ghana cities from our resources. Not from scholarship. Watch this. Then her mother and her grandmother want to come and thank Mama Rita and I for paying the school fees of their, 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 their child. Then they said they wanted to come to our house. We said they won't come to our house. They should come to church and come and thank us. They said, ask for church over their dead body. Sure. They said, church, they will never step here. Now, now, who will not go and thank a person who has been so kind to you where the person wants to be thanked? Do minjo. Do minjo. Mankejo. Shanejo. Till today, the girl has gone to school, but they have refused to come and thank us because they want to come to our house. If they can see, we too we can see. I said, my house, no way. Come to where the fire is. Come to where the anointing is. And they are afraid because here we shall arrest them one time. Here's what they told the girl when the girl started the school. They called her and said, do you know, you, you are wasting your time. The school fees they are paid will all be a waste. You will not pass the examination. Mother and grandmother. I am a sucker. Clap your hands and shout in the name of Jesus. Wherever they are hiding, I chase them by fire and by the blood. 
out, out, out. Ladies and gentlemen, I am saying that the mother and the grandmother, not adopted, real. So, what was fighting us here last Friday is a combination. According to the revelation, they said there are 17. And we have killed two. And last Friday, I finished the 15. But the 15, all of them are not dead. Some of them are just unconscious. I will finish the rest. I didn't hear somebody. The blood will be arise and the blood will speak on your behalf. Clap your hands and say, I believe in the blood. I didn't hear you clap your hands and shout, I believe in the blood. I am not afraid of people who die and they cannot rise again. I am not afraid of people who drink blood. I am not afraid of people who cannot resist God's judgment. Mortal human beings. I am not afraid. Any power that has exalted itself in your life and any strong man in your family that terrorizes everybody tonight on the altar the blood will fire them and scatter them will bring them into judgment clap your hands and rise up and shout I support it yes you can be who come on talk to them come on talk to them can you talk to them for me yes I love your voice I love your voice Clap your hands and shout! I, I will achieve. I will 
receive it. Clap your hands and let me hear a resurrection shout. There is something about the death of great people. When great people die, their tombs and gravesites become a tourist site, a place of invocation of deity. They believe that when they go to the grave in America, they will do some small swimming pool around the grave or a monument around the person's statue, and then people will go and throw in coins. Um, I went to Atlanta and they took me to the church that Matthew Luther King pastored. And then his statue is there. And then there is a pool. Everybody will come and stand in front of the pool. And then they'll throw some coins. And then they will ask Matthew Luther King's spirit to bless them. He was such a great man, a wise man. And they believe that that encounter will bring them some impartation. You yourself, as a city, here, when you lose a, a loved one, Two years, three years, ten years, you go back to the graveside and the tomb and you go and renew your covenant with the person. And you go and express how much you love the person and how much you haven't forgotten. The person is still in your heart. So tradition after tradition, religion after re religion, they revere and reverence the death of the mighty and the powerful. And then they, are, they, they, they mystify also the, the tomb and their graveside and the uh, Kwame uh, Krumah, so is serious. He died and they buried him somewhere at Incrofon in the western region. Uh, after so many years, they went and exhumed the, the, the remains, the bones, and they brought the bones to Accra and came and decorated the place because he was a great man all over the world. Death of the great. Oh. So you can imagine the frustrations of the world when they were just looking for the bones of Jesus Christ. To, to honor him and to make the place a tourist site. All the other religious leaders, their tombs have become tourist sites. Their bones are there. They have been attested that they died. And when you go to their tourist site, the tourist guy that's standing there, you are welcome to the tomb of so and so. He lived in this year from this year, died in this year, his achievements, everything written. Uh, and the people just go and walk around. And then you see the bones. It has been preserved. They couldn't find that of Jesus. So in 1885, and a British army general led a team and said, We know from Bible. The place where Jesus Christ was crucified, we can find. We can also locate the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. We, from the trace and the trace and the trace. And then they came to this place and they saw bushes, tall bushes, forest. So they started weeding and clearing, weeding and clearing. Then behold, they saw a tombstone. That exactly fitted into the description of that which belonged to Joseph of Arimathea. They said, this could be it. So they started excavating the soil. Took sample, yeah, took sample, took sample. And sent them to the uh, Association of Scientists, UK, their laboratory, 1885. Two centuries ago. They, they were looking for DNA of any human being. At least if they find a human being's DNA, they know that at least somebody was buried there. 
then they will now go and find out who was buried. Science, you will not die. But if there was accident and then the car got bent and you were bent to ashes beyond recognition, science will be able to tell who. Science will be able to tell whether the person who has died is black or white from the arrangement of your teeth and your bones. They can tell your age. They can tell what kills you. God is something else. They tested the sample of the soil, DNA, looked for DNA. There was no one single human being's DNA in the soil. Meaning that that grave, the person who was buried there did not stay there. My greatest testimony and proof is now in the revelation of the man who met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, Saul. Watch this one. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, when people were doubting the call of Apostle Paul and were saying all kinds of things, he challenges them by writing. Number one, he said, who are those who are saying that I am not a Jew? Who is more Jewish than I? Two, who are those saying that I am not an Israelite? Who is more Israelite than me? Do they know the house I come from in Israel? Three, who are those saying that I am not an apostle? Because I was not one of the twelve. Do they know who an apostle is? And then he began to count his credentials. He said, ask the apostles, how many of them went through the nine lashes five times? Me. I was whipped five times 39 lashes each. I did not denounce Christ. Three times I had shipwreck. Almost lost my life. After every wreck, I come out and I start preaching again. You think I'm a fool? He said once I was arrested and I was condemned to death by stoning. They hung me and they stoned me and stoned me and they thought I was dead and they left me. And then somebody came and released me and nursed my soul. Who? Who is an apostle more than me? Who is an apostle more than me? Which of the apostles have tasted prison life more than I, Paul? And then when he came to writing to Timothy in first, Second Timothy chapter 1, he said, Timothy verse number 12, he said, Timothy, you know what? I know whom I have believed. I know the one who spoke to me on that day. His voice is still echoes. And Apostle Paul has reiterated his encounter on the road of Damascus. Apart from the one in chapter 9 which I have read, he recounted it in chapter 22 of Acts of Apostles and then in chapter 28. That story, he told the story over and over and over and over again. His testimony is enough for me to know that indeed I am Jesus. The last one. The last one. Lawyer Franklin Morrison wrote a book and the book is entitled Against the Resurrection. He plenty arguments to show that the resurrection never took place. And that is just fallacious, fallacy. Waste of time, waste of energy. By the time he finished writing the book, intelligent people could now deduce that, oh, he, he rose from the dead after all. Number one, his first argument, or plenty of arguments, one of them. He said, it is possible that the gardener in whose tomb the, 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 the Jesus was buried in a tomb belonging to a certain gardener, Joseph Arimathias, and there was a gardener. Remember when the angels appeared, they, they saw somebody and they thought it was the gardener, not knowing it was the angel. So Jesus was buried in the garden. Now, according to Morrison, 
when Jesus Christ died, the disciples and Mary Magdalene and the rest started rushing into his garden, stepping on his plants, he destroyed his flowers. And so to save his garden, he just took the body of Jesus Christ and then he relocated somewhere to save his garden. So question. Now, if people come and say, oh, sir, there was a body here that was buried. We are looking for the body. You just have to tell me, look, you are destroying my garden. So I put it there. Go and take your thing. But there was no body. So he couldn't tell them where the body could be found. According to Morris, number two, he says, Joseph of Arimathea could have also changed his mind. After giving his tomb to Jesus Christ, later on he changed his mind and he, he discovered that he had given his tomb to a criminal. So he went and told the disciples that, look, I have regretted for giving my tomb. Take the body and give me my tomb back. If that were the case, when confusion arose over Jesus Christ having resurrected, why didn't Joseph Arimathea go to tell the people that I gave the body back to the people? So go and ask the disciples. He couldn't because there was nobody. Number two, Joseph of Arimathea had become a disciple of Jesus Christ. He believed in Jesus. He knew why Jesus Christ was crucified. So there was no way he could have changed his mind that he made a mistake in giving the tomb to a criminal. He knew Jesus very well. Number three, Morrison then argued. He said, possibly it could also be that Jesus Christ, he didn't die properly and that he only fell unconscious on the cross and that when he fell unconscious, they went and kept him in the grave. After the third day, he regained consciousness and when he regained consciousness, he put the stone away and then he ran away. Question. Question. Oh, Jesus. The, 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 the devil is so, so stupid. And this guy thought he was undoing Christ. And then we began to ask simple questions. Number one, everyone who falls unconscious for three days would have not eaten for three days nor drank water for three days. Has lost a lot of blood and will be weak. Now, the tomb which was placed at this, the stone which was placed at Jesus' tomb weighed four tons. It was so heavy because according to the soldiers and the Pharisees, so that nobody will go and seal Jesus. So they said, seal the stone. Four tons. How could a weak person who had been eating for three days roll away a stone that weighed that heavy? Impossible. Impossible. Alright, so if he didn't roll the stone with strength, but he rolled the stone with a miracle, that, that even shows that he's even Christ. So, if he didn't roll the stone by human strength, but somewhere, somehow, he managed to come up and then he rolled the stone by his tongue or by one breath or by one finger. Then that even shows that he's the son of God. Then, his last argument, that one is even funny. He said, the disciples, he said, he said, the Pharisees might have taken the body and hidden it somewhere because they didn't want the tomb site to become a tourist site and to become a, a mystified spot, uh, to become a, a mystical and, and people will go there and worship the tomb and so on. So just like Osama Bin Laden was buried at a place nobody knows, they did the same thing. They took the body away. Oh, yeah. All right, let's watch this. Peter and John, they have healed a man at the beautiful gate. Silver and gold we don't have, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And they held the man's hand, and the man stood up, and the man started leaping, and the man started uh, celebrating, and then the crowd came. Hey, hey, is that the man? Hey. And then Peter said, why you men of Galilee? Why are you surprised at this small mistake? Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, it is in his name that we have raised this man to prove that Jesus, he died and he says, I am Jesus, I am alive. 
It is his name. And he was giving this testimony before the Pharisees, before the Sanhedrin. So if indeed the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin stole the body and went to keep, they would have just said, hey, hey, keep quiet. Shut up. We will prove something to you right now. And then the other, go and bring the body which we have, we have hidden. We want them to know that we didn't want the gravesite to become a place that people will be rushing. So go and bring. Why didn't the Pharisees produce? Why didn't the Sadducees? Because there was no body to produce. If they had anybody, they would have produced it to silence the disciples. There was nothing. See, I have preached what people don't want to hear. This is all they don't like about Jesus. Unfortunately, this is what our friend, our faith lingers on. This, this is our strength. The fact that I am following a man who is alive, who can hear me. Look at my father and look at his marriages. Not marriage, marriages. And look at mine. And you are telling me Jesus is not responsible. Where did I get this wisdom from? The blood will speak. The altar will speak. Any form of darkness and manipulation must leave. Light must shine. I want you to pray and commit yourself, your family, your friends, the ones that you'll be inviting, that this evening, five o'clock, don't go too far. Just stay around. Eat something. Look for somebody that you were expecting to see in church, but you didn't see the person. Call the person and say, tonight is a night of warfare. Pray. Pray. Our strength. Thy grace. Pray. That sickness will have to leave. will have to be rolled away. You have to experience the resurrection. You, you have to get anointed. The power of God must come upon you. They asked a woman, how do you know Jesus is alive? He said, he spoke with me this morning. I heard Jesus this morning. There was a voice from heaven today you have heard a word a word that is lifting your faith to another level a word that is preparing you for resurrection a word that will bring you the glory pray for your children that your children will not be misled pray for your relationship pray for direction pray 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 that you will know god
It is a fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copy of this and any other life-changing CDs, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Ancient words will guide.